Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, and today coming to you live on video, which is very exciting, and uh, my special weekly guest, the very lovely and dovely Nikki Razor. Oh, hello, hello. I don't even know what dovely meant, but I'm trying to come up with new things for you each week, so... I appreciate that, especially since I think the last time we did this, I I had the wrong um, the wrong definition for effervescent, which <laughs> I totally got called out for on and felt really dumb. But you you rolled with it, so I appreciate that. I'm not sure I knew what it meant either, so I didn't call you out. It wasn't that I let you roll with it. I just I didn't know either, so it sounded right to me. What the hell do I know? We're going with it. We're totally going with it. Yeah. So this is exciting. Our first. Uh, rolling on the the video and hopefully we'll be doing a lot of these uh, not only just you and I but having some guests on so we'll see how that goes a uh, few topics I wanted to cover today let's just uh, go through the news so the big one uh, sounds like we've had uh, another competitor not going to make it to the games for visa issues yeah Roman um, Roman Krenikov for the second year in a row unfortunately was able to qualify for the games but will be unable to attend because he cannot get a visa to come to the states from Russia and so refresh my memory where did he how did he qualify to begin with so technically i think he qualified in dubai first and foremost and since the backfill process rolls from sort of the beginning of the season to the end he did end up winning the italian showdown but it doesn't it doesn't really matter because he already had the ticket punched yeah so i mean qualifying in dubai man was the one fraser won the first event of the season so and they were if i remember right and my memory is sketchy at this age a lot of great athletes at dubai Yes, tons. Um, I didn't go. I will go next year. But um, yeah, so I mean, in fact, he qualified there is huge. And then winning yeah. the Italian Showdown. I mean, you had some great athletes at Italian Showdown. Pancheck was there, for, I think, finished second to him, yeah. right? Or And uh, Noah Olson competed. Noah Olson. In, so, yeah. you know, like real, these are <laughs> these are real names, not just kind of your yeah. average shows. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's a big loss to the games. It is. And I like, I have been really excited to see Roman get to games because he put up like an insane showing at regionals last year, like came out of nowhere. Who is this guy? How is he dominating these events that people are just getting absolutely crushed in? Um, and I really want to just see him stack up against, you know, some of the best of the best. We did get to see it in Dubai a little bit. So that was, that was really cool. Um, but, you know, after an entire additional season of training and, and getting all the, the work in on his weaknesses, I was excited to see how he would stack up. Um, I don't know exactly why he can't get a visa. I heard rumors that, you know, whatever it was, was going to be around for a while. So I'm not entirely surprised that he couldn't get it to work out this year, but I'm not sure if he was surprised because at the Italian showdown, I had a chance to interview him after he won and him and his wife were telling me that, you know, he was gearing up to go to the French throwdown and he had all these other plans to compete. And he was literally like his words where he's trying to make history by going to all these events and winning all these events and going to games like he has big goals and big things in his sights and I I just hope that this doesn't totally take the wind out of his sails because he's a young kid he's a great athlete and you know I would like to see him compete against the best of the best yeah I haven't really been following him uh to be honest I mean I've seen him seen his name on the leaderboards like I've seen him some you know he's a Russian so I'm a child of the 80s I still hold a grudge for rush for Rocky Four. come on Hold on. You're speaking to a Russian. I know. I'm just telling you. I, I just, I hold a grudge. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Killed Apollo Creed. That's all I'm saying. You know, out of the eighties. Painted a poor picture. Yeah. Well, it's, it is a bummer to have someone that's, you know, clearly that good an athlete to not be able to compete. I yeah. mean, but particularly this year, I think where you have, you know, and this is no offense to the national champions. I think there's going to be a large 
kind of conglomerate of, of national champions that aren't to that level, but he isn't one of those. Like he's someone that could come in and really compete and mix things up and he could take points away from some of the, you know, the big names. So it's disappointing that he's not going to be there. Oh, it's a bummer. Well, fingers crossed he'll get it figured out and, and show up in, uh, in future years. And speaking of that, uh, so as long as we're on the games, uh, so there's been some announcements, how, what day one's going to look like. Uh, yes. Okay. I have the official press release from the CrossFit games right here. Um, so it basically talks about like the elimination pattern that we're going to be seeing at games. So it says the field of individuals begins with 148 men, 134 women. After the first event, the field cuts to 75 athletes and progressively narrows over the course of events to 50, 40, 30, 20, and then the final 10 individual athletes. Um, The team competition will also narrow throughout the weekend. And then they say that more and all that will be coming. And BT Dubs game starts in 21 days. Oh, wow. (laughs) Just a friendly reminder. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's hard to believe. I still have to buy my plane ticket. (laughs) I know. I still have to figure out if I'm going. I know. I'm going to have to get on that. So so the first day, they're going to cut by half. Basically, yeah. I, I have a couple of questions here. So the first one you said there's, uh, it sounds like there's way more male competitors than female. Is this just uh, national champions maybe that don't want to make the trip or? Yeah, maybe you know? it seems to be one way or another or the backfill process favored, you know, people being backfilled in one gender or another. I don't necessarily think it's speaking to anything, right. but 148 to 134 is not the biggest difference in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I got a message um, yesterday, day before yesterday from the national champion of Pakistan. Oh, cool. Female national champion. And, you know, like everyone else, she told me how much she loves me. And, uh, how, but she was excited to get to meet me at the games. And so I said, that's great. You know, it's, congratulations on winning your country. And she goes, well, I'm only going to be there for one day, but my outfits are going to be on point. Hey, there you go. That a girl. Hell yeah. Well, I, I thought that was really cool though. Like, you know, she's not going in going, all right, I'm going to go beat Tia. But she's getting to represent her country. And I think from, you know, from that aspect, I think, uh, you know, kind of Greg's vision of turning this into an Olympic style event is is really, really cool to see that national pride and, you know, get to carry your country's flag and, and represent. Yeah, know, I go back and forth on that. Like, I agree with you totally. I think it's really neat. And I think it is representative of CrossFit as a global sport. And it feels really inclusive, which is one of my absolute favorite things about like who we are and what we do as a community. Um, I, at the same time, like I had, there's a part of me that is just used to the old ways of seeing the best of the best compete at the CrossFit games. And you've got to figure that the national champion of some country that we've never heard of is still like the 10,000th fittest person in the U S. So is that a spot that could have gone to someone else that would have put up more of a fight? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do see it from both sides because I love the global aspect of this and I love showcasing people and athletes from places we've never seen before. Um, it really gives a chance, especially for the women in some of those countries to shine and for us to learn about them and who they are and hear their stories, which I love, but yes. you know, competitively, ah, I still kind of miss, I still kind of miss that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm with you on it. I guess um, I had a conversation with Saxon about this the other day. You know, CrossFit's an interesting sport to me where it's stack ranked and you can have a pretty good sense of how people are just from looking at the open, right? So to your point, you've got some of these national champions that are going to would be stack ranked, you know, thousands, two thousand, some of them 10,000 down, you know, but by that same token, is it more valuable to the sport itself to have that person ranked 60th who has no chance of winning? And I mean that as serious as I sound it, no chance of going in and making the podium, right? 
And, you know, is it more valuable to have that person there competing because they're better or more valuable to the sport to have worldwide recognition? And from a sport perspective, you know, wanting to grow your business and wanting to grow the sport, it's easily can make the argument it's more valuable to have people from these other countries representing than it is that person 60th or 80th, you know, qualifying and getting in. But totally. And I think the ripple effect from that is greater uh, internationally as well. So, you know, now if a small country knows that they could send someone to games, how many more people in that country are participating in the open? How many more people in that country are stepping into a gym for the very first time, you know, or getting involved in the community in some way, shape or form. So it's, it's positive, it's positive all around. I just, I do see it from both sides. That's all. I'd like to throw it out there. I don't know who finished 60th in the open and whoever that person is should not be pissed off at me right now. I'm sure no. you're a great athlete. You, you're very fit. You're, you're so fit. Don't you're, worry. you're not going to be Frazier. I mean, no, let's just call it like we see it. No. Oh, well, remember that the disparity of games between first and 40th place back in the day, you know, and I say that because obviously now it's first and 148th place. Right. But that is huge. I mean, the disparity between first and 20th. First insane. and fifth these days. I mean, it's, I know first and second sometimes do. Yeah, I mean, it is really interesting. Um, this wasn't a topic we plan to talk about, but it's interesting when you look at, you know, the quality of kind of those top, I would say the top 10, you know, would be fair of how close they are. And then everybody behind them. I mean, there's a big gap typically. Yeah. It's, it's closing and it's much closer on the women's side than it is on the yeah. men's. But, but to that point, you know, you, you know, I don't know. You could sit around and argue fairness and equality all day long when it comes to who qualifies. I, you know, I'm sure they're going to figure that out over time. This year, it's just, you know, it's, it's a little disappointing to not have Roman there. And I think from this cut in half piece, like, just really interesting to me that you're going to have a lot of people. And I'm going to protect some of those people that are in the top 30 to 40 that get cut on day one. It's entirely possible. I mean, the, the thing about this is like, you could have a great athlete who just totally messes up an event. And we have seen it happen. We've seen it happen with our favorite athletes. We've seen it happen with Fraser, you know, on the, on the legless rope or the short rope events and, and the parallel handstand push. I mean, we've seen really, really great athletes just biff it on one event. So can you imagine if someone that we know and love and expect in like the top 10 just has a, just has a bad event. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you know, I worry, I mean, I'm not, I don't worry, but, um, you know, you think of the events we've had in previous years where it's been relying on equipment. So like a bicycle, for instance, like Noah Olson last year, his, his pedal broke. Um, I forget what happened to somebody else had a problem. Was it Pat? Maybe somebody had a problem on the bike. We've had a, a couple people have problems on, on the bikes in the past. Yeah. yeah it's just like, you know, so you've got to wonder what that first event's going to look like. I was kind of hoping they would just give everyone a hammer and, just let them figure it out, you know? Last, Do what? Yeah, I don't know. Last 75 standing are good to go, you know? Whatever. It'd be like like a Hunger Games-style Hunger Games. opening. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, why not, you know? I don't know. Just wishful thinking. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Or they just throw them in the ocean, like, hope you can swim. Get yeah. back to shore. 75 of you get back to shore. Get to go to the games day two. Well, so I've made that joke for a long time. I've never memed it because I felt like it would be viewed really, really poorly. But I've said forever, you know, there's a whole bunch of countries that are going to qualify that are thousands of miles from the ocean and not much water. You know, they're in deserts. Like, you know, probably not strong swimmers, great runners, not strong swimmers. Right. Yeah. You know, so it'd be just like Castro to go, Hey, two mile swim to start, you know, good luck everybody. Yeah. It'll be interesting uh, to see what he does. I, you know, I trust Castro. The dude's a fantastic programmer from yes. end to end and, and really kind of brilliant at what he does. So, 
you know, I trust that what he's uh, sketching out for this is going to be pretty cool. And, you know, we're we're also kind of moving into the season now where everyone's going to start micromanaging his Instagram and trying to figure out every post. I've never been able to figure out any of his. This is the best. They're like, uh, Dave farted today. So I think that means we're going to be running into the wind. Yes, okay. exactly. You yeah. can interpret it however you want. Um, no ma- Truthfully, like no matter what, uh, what he posts or what you guess or whatever, just trust. The dude pours his heart and soul into this, into this event, into this programming. I've never, ever seen anyone be more um, generous and respectful toward the athletes and the fans and this entire community than, than Dave. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he has so, to I don't know Dave. Uh, I was in close proximity to him recently <laughs> when I went to HQ and he, he led a, a workout that I was in. That dude's fit. Like we had to run up a mountain and I'm calling it a mountain. I guess the people in California is probably just a tiny little hill. But for yeah. those of us in Ohio, this is relatively a, unfit people. It was like Mount Kilimanjaro. All right. And here's the full story. So right before we were going off, my daughter, who's 15 and is a CrossFitter, um, I sent her a text and said, hey, I'm about to work out with Dave Castro. She messaged back and said, don't die. That's all she said to me, right? Good advice. Yeah. Well, until what she didn't know is that we were running up a mountain that was single track and it was like, I, I'm, it was no more than 12 inches wide and literally four or 500 feet straight down. So there are moments where I could easily die. And I was exhausted, right? Like, I mean, Dave kicked my ass up one side of that mountain and down the other. Like he led the whole thing. I'm in the back of the pack with all the old slow people, just huffing and puffing, like praying to God, someone sent out a search dog for me. Please leave me. Yeah. Yeah. And I survived. I didn't finish dead last, but it was real close. Not last is always my only goal. Yeah. Well, Dave, Dave was like eight minutes ahead of me. It was like a two and a half mile run. So that's pretty big lead. He did another mile while you were finishing. Yeah, he probably did. And uh, he high-fived me as I crossed the finish line, but I think it was like a pity high-five, you know, like, oh, I got to do this because if the guy dies, at least I'm not complicit, you know. Right, right, right. Looks like I was encouraging him through death. It's fun. But he was fast. Like, he fell. Like, his knees were all bloody. Like, he fell during the run and still beat everybody. Like, he's he's a fit dude. Fit dude. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, his super, super crazy military background and stories are... Dude, <laughs> yeah, well, I feel bad for making fun of him all this time. Not that I'm gonna quit, I just you know, I just <laughs> never occurred, didn't occur to me that he was this fit. And, and uh, to kind of the point of the story, uh, just watching him interact with other people like really kind of super nice guy, which I think people you know, all they see is him destroying athletes when he does the programming. So he, I think he comes off as oh, he must be a cocky jerk and he's out there to kill people, but the reality is like watching him interact with people seem like a really super nice guy. So. Yeah. And, you know, don't forget that he's like tested all those workouts that he kills the athletes with. And he's got demo teams and, and elite athletes up his sleeve that he uses to, to test things and run things by. I mean, it's, it's all calculated. There's a method to the madness. There definitely is. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll need somebody to test for the 48 year barely fit group. <laughs> if that ever is a group at the games, I don't are know. You, are you volunteering as tribute right now? As long as the wad includes shots, yes, I'll kill it. I also volunteer for that one, please. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. That's, the only, that's the only one I actually might be able to compete in. <laughs> yeah, well, you're well way younger than 48. so um, I know, but the 30-plus hangover is so real. It never goes away. Once you're there, you're there. You know what I do for hangovers? A nice frost, frosty fit aid. Oh, Brought okay. to you today by my fridge. 
brought to you today by my hangover. They didn't didn't pay me to do this, but I like to give shout outs to companies for in hopes that they send me cases of stuff. I got a, I got a box of big box of mobility stuff from GoWad last night. And my daughters were looking at it and they're like, what's all that for? I'm like, hell if I know, it looks like a foam roller. It's (laughs) probably going to, probably going to be a paperweight. Yeah. It's probably going to be a paperweight. I don't know. Friggin' the last time you asked for shoes, didn't you get a whole bunch of shoes? Yeah, I got like five pairs. Okay. Well, this girl needs shoes. I'm going to start asking for money. That's what I really need. I just, what I really need is just a stack of hundreds. If anyone wants to send them. I, I need someone to help pay off my student loans still. Uh, are we what taking I, requests? Yeah, but for today, what I need is Fit Aid Zero, which oh, is what okay. I have in front of me. So Fantastic. if anyone at Fit Aid is listening, send me a case. It'll be great. Uh, but <laughs> Sorry, hold on, wait. Let's go. Can we rewind to something actually important? Yes. Um, just still on the on the cuts topic. Yes. Um, when I was at the Italian showdown, we also had cuts. We went from like a thousand athletes on day one to like 230 athletes on day two. And it was the first time that I had ever worked an event or been live at an event where I watched that happen to that extent. Cause we sometimes see even at games in the past, we've seen like the field narrowed by the end or the field narrowed for a specific, uh, like lifting event, clean ladders, snatch ladders, things like that. Um, it changes the vibe it completely changes the vibe. Everyone on day one is just like a little bit more on edge. Even the people who came to win, you know, just a little bit more nervous, a little bit more questioning of how the whole weekend is going to go. They might change up their strategy, knowing that they have to kind of go balls to the wall on event one, if they weren't necessarily planning on it, like it is going to feel different than it has before. Good. I mean, I think that's been the complaint in years past of, of regionals and the games when they're broadcast is that you kind of have those, you know, those uh, third and fourth heats, or it's usually first and second heat by day two right. of the athletes are down on the leaderboard and, and they're already disqualified. And so you're watching people work out that have no chance of winning. And at that point you're, you, it, everyone realizes, Oh my God, we're watching people working out. <laughs> then it's not as much fun because the competition part's not there. You know, it'd be like going to your gym and just watching people do thrusters. Like, well, you know, I did that this morning. It wasn't a lot of fun to watch. You know? I didn't watch. Yeah. And so I, I love the point that, and that, uh, it'll bring more energy to the game. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the last piece of news for the week, uh, that I want credit for breaking, which I is know. a whole drama around, uh, gems having rules for no booty shorts mm-hmm. and, uh, not going shirtless. I'd like to, I've just, as a dude, I got to throw it out there. I'm a booty short supporter. Yeah. I, don't, I don't wear them. I did, however, today for solidarity, I did wear my CrossFit Grandview shirt because I was there a few weeks ago and there were a lot of people shirtless. I was not one of them. Oh. No one needs to see that. <laughs> um, but no, I think something. you should. I think you should. Don't they make booty shorts for you? Doesn't Tango Charlie make of like a red booty short? They do, but not for me. I mean, I guess. No, they I think could, you should rock them. Do I it. Guess, yeah. Do it. No, no one needs to see that. No one. <laughs> including myself, but so we'll talk about this news. So, um, yeah, so it was weird. So I got this uh, message from a follower who said, Hey, my gym's instituted this new rule, uh, that says women can't wear booty shorts and men can't go shirtless. And we're really disappointed in it. Can you do a meme? So I actually asked her a couple of questions. I'm like, well, what do you mean by, you know, short shorts and booty shorts? And she's like, we can't even wear Lululemon shorts. Like they've got to be, you know, kind of knee length and, or, you know, appropriate length. And then she sent me the, the gym's post that they had sent them. And, you know, I have daughters. So I was like, 
Yeah, I'm not sure I'd want anyone telling my daughters what the can and can't wear. Like I have a high school daughter who runs track and she wears booty shorts everywhere. Right. God, like I have to tell her to put on clothes half the time. Like we're, hey, we're in a nice restaurant, baby. You got to put shorts on. Right. And she argues with me about it. <laughs> but, you know, so I don't ever view them as something that could be seen as sexual or, you know, alluring necessarily. Although I see how some could, right. It's just like kind yeah. of daily life around here with teen girls. So I'm like, all right, I'll do a post. Right. And so I did kind of two quick ones in, in succession and then I was done with it. Well, what I didn't do was ask who owned the gym. And turns out right. it was a games champion. I'm like, right. oh, my, oh my God, that's not as much funny as, it's not as funny as I thought it would be. Uh, so, and then next thing I know, I'm, you know, I'm getting messages from morning chalk up and there's like, I think that thing got 1500 comments, like people just raising hell on both sides, you know, which wasn't my intent. You know, I, I had full intent to never out the gym because I didn't even ask who it was. Right. And I actually really appreciated that about your take on it from the, from the get go. But, you know, this whole thing was weird. So I guess that's, you know, there was a, a long lead up to say, you know, what are you hearing out there from people? I, like people have been talking about it. Um, what are you hearing? I mean, I hear everything from don't tell me what I can and can't wear. Um, it's ridiculous that there's a little bit of a double standard when it comes to like girls not being able to wear clothing that is like kind of tight and revealing or whatever, but guys being able to go shirtless or obviously in this case not, but, you know, guys are still in shorts and, and all that. Um, I'm hearing a lot on the other side too about it being a private business and, you know, he can make whatever decision that he wants to make about his community. I think it's just important that, you know, nobody feels alienated at the end of the day, because I, I, from what I understand, a lot of the reasoning behind this is so that people feel happy and comfortable and safe in their environment. And I don't know what was going on there, but maybe he felt as though showing a lot of skin, having that type of exposure was making people feel uncomfortable or making the gym feel like an inappropriate kind of space. Um, so I want to be sensitive to that, but at the same time, you don't want to alienate the people who feel that it's their right to do that as well. Um, I certainly like as a woman, I kind of want to be like, don't tell me what's aware. Don't tell me that my, you know, that I can't show off my body if I want to. Um, that's a little bit of a gut reaction that I have, but I truly believe personally that like, this is an independent business. Um, and he can make whatever decisions he feels are right for himself and his community. And um, without being like snarky or nasty, like if you don't like it, there are a number of other CrossFit gyms that you can join. Um, I remember the first time I went to Dubai for, for DCC or it was DFC back then before it was an official CrossFit event. Um, it was the first time I'd ever been in a part of the world where there were women's only CrossFit classes. And I had that reaction as well. I was kind of like, don't tell me I can't work out with the guys. Like, why couldn't I work out with the guys? But it's just, it's just a different culture, a different environment. Some people feel safer and more comfortable like that. And truthfully, at the end of the day, who was I to say one way or another? So I kind of am like, who is anyone to say what is best or not best for this gym? They can operate however they want, as long as they're not, you know, pointedly being like you in the shorts, you ruined this place for us, you know? Well, I would love it if that accent used earlier that you would just talk that way all the time. That would be <laughs> I awesome. Just myself. Yeah, that would be well, awesome. Tell me how to talk, okay? Yeah, perfect. That, just do that all the time. Um, yeah, I had put it in the original post and, you know, I think, people lost sight of like people thought I was trying to roast the gym, which I was not. Um, I'm actually fully on board with an owner wanting to do whatever they want to do in their gym. I mean, it's, it's, you know, these gyms are like country clubs. You pay a fee to get in. Right. You know, CrossFit is not a human right. 
it's just a gem. It's no different than having cables, disposable income, but doesn't mean you're owed the right to belong to that gym. You pay for it and then you you have to submit to their rules. It's their yeah. business to to run as they see fit. Now, you know, the beauty of CrossFit though, and one of the things I love about uh, Glassman's business models, he'll let you open these things up on any corner of the street right across from competition. So if you're going to create rules that create anxiety or disappointment in your members, you should be fully aware that they could walk out the door and go across the street to a competitor. And, and a lot of them will, that was kind of the point of my post is that, Hey, look, you know, this is your call. You own the business, but if you want to legislate morality, which is what I felt like it was based on what I was told, whether that's true or not, I don't know. It's just what I was told that you've got to be prepared to suffer those consequences. And I suspect they will. I mean, I don't, I don't know them. I've heard amazing things about, about, uh, Graham. I've heard he's a great dude, super nice, like humble guy. You know, I, I got nothing bad to say about him. I've never heard anything bad about him. No, I mean, I had the opportunity to spend some time with him and his wife at the Rogue Runner Classic last year. Um, and they were wonderful, lovely people. Like he's super genuine, super, uh, nice and interested in, in everything that's going on in and around the community. So I have, I have no bad things to say one way or another about the Holmbergs. I just, I'm very curious to know like how they're dealing with it now, considering this fallout is like more than I expected. I kind of like you, I was like, it's funny anyway. Like, I didn't think it was going to be such a thing because it's not like people are acting like it's a, an attack on their basic human rights right. to wear booty shorts. Right. Um, and I, I wasn't expecting it to blow up like that. I'd be curious to know how many gems have dress codes. Like, Cause I got to believe he isn't the only one. I mean, you know, I've been to gyms, you know, I'm from the South, so I've been to gyms in the South that start the, you know, start the workout with a Bible verse, you know, and, and oh yeah, absolutely. Everybody gather together, we're going to read Luke three, whatever, you know, and they have a Bible verse and a prayer and they jump into it. And that's their right as a business owner. If they want to run a religious CrossFit, more power to them. But also like, I wouldn't care when we, and I'm a big Jew. So, you know, messing off my teeth, I wouldn't care if I was at a gym that started with a Bible verse. It does not bother me. Just like if I were at a gym that I wanted to stay at that didn't allow booty shorts and I was okay with that, I would just wear pants. You know, I don't, yeah. it doesn't have to be so pointed all the time. That's just why I'm so surprised that this was a, a thing, but yeah, I, you know, internet, started a thing. I know I started a lot of internet mock outrage. I think that's what I started. Uh, I suspect, and this is just a guess that his gym's going to be just fine. I mean, I got to believe he's a great coach. It It is weird though. I mean, you know, to say, Hey, men can't wear shirts. I've never seen him with a shirt on. I know that's funny, but maybe I, he's changing his ways. Maybe I've seen Graham's nipples more than I've seen my own. That's absolutely the truth. It's mostly true. It's almost true. It's all, it's, all right. It's yeah, it's almost true. Mostly because I don't look at my own nipples, but anyway, <laughs> You're just not well, I, I wish him the best. It certainly wasn't intended to, I mean, I, I didn't intend to out them at all. You can, you can thank his own gym members for that, I guess. Uh, and I shouldn't be so naive to think that wouldn't have happened. So uh, apologies if I've hurt anyone's feelings, but uh, there's going to be more of that to come. I was going to say that is a sentence that you're never going to say. No, I'll always apologize. I'm just not going to quit. So, <laughs> I, I, you and know. you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, it's just, it's what I do. This is, this is what I do. So, sure. all right. Well, this has been fun. So we got three weeks to the games. Right. Uh, you better come out if for whatever so. reason, uh, you know, the offer stands on the table. If somebody doesn't hire you, I'm getting a selfie stick and you bring your iPhone and we're just going to yeah. stream the whole thing, do our own stream, walk around. It'll be the Nikki and John show. Let's do it. I'm ready. I'm there. All right. Thanks for being on and uh, let's do it again next week. All right.
right. right. Thanks. Bye.